What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 20 of the Set the Bar podcast. I'm your host, Ben Todd, and on today's show, I talk about what I've been up to over the last month and a half that uh, I've been away from you guys, uh, some pretty big life changes that I underwent and am currently still adjusting to that I'll you know talk about in a little bit. And topic for today is a discussion on how to overcome and deal with being rejected. There's all different forms of rejection. I think the most common ones that we might think of are rejection from a significant other or rejection from a job, uh, but there's also other forms of rejection out there. Um, and it's hard. Rejection is not fun. It's not something that we enjoy going through. Um, knowing how to positively deal with rejection and how to overcome it and move past it in order to move forward, I think are really important skills and something that I think is important to highlight. So I wanted to discuss my thoughts with you guys today. Um, looking forward to the discussion. Uh, so with that, let's get into it. What's up guys. Welcome back to set the bar. I'm Ben. I'm your host. And if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Uh, this is a personal development, fitness, mindset, crush it in life um, focused podcast. Um, I was inspired to do this on multiple fronts, um, but basically just trying to inspire people to live their best lives and, and, and really take advantage of the, of the skills and abilities that we all have within us um, to be great. And that's kind of the basis of the show. So if this is your first time tuning in, uh, welcome. Um, most of the time, you'll hear me getting on here and talking about a topic that I feel you know, is relevant um, to discuss. Other times, you'll hear one-on-one interviews with somebody who I deem um, has done something you know of value in life, um, is, is interesting, um, has a cool story to tell, um, has some lessons to pass on from just the life that they've lived and, and things that they've done and challenges they've overcome. Um, and we're trying to get more of those scheduled on the docket. Um, but for now, it's been just kind of a lot of me talking just about um, different topics um, over a wide range of of, of different areas. So um, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about the show. I appreciate you turning, tuning in. Um, if you guys have been following me for a little while, um, you'll know that I have yet taken another hiatus for a little while. Um, I think the last episode I, I put out was six, seven weeks ago, something like that. So it's good to be back here with you guys. Um, had some life changes um, go on recently that I've been just adjusting to and, and kind of getting more into a, back into a routine. And um, if you guys happen to listen to um, my last episode, episode 19, um, at the very end of it, I kind of teased a little bit about some... Um, you know, life changes that were taking place uh, upcoming and uh, that I would kind of divulge on the next episode. Um, the next episode turns out it was a little bit later than I had, you know, kind of planned on it being. But um, nonetheless, we do have some life changes that took place. Um, so I am actually broadcasting from a new location. Um, I had been uh, out in Houston, as you guys probably knew. I think most of my um, listener base is, is from Houston. But been living out in Houston for the last four years, um, and as some of you guys probably know, I started working remotely for um, a new company um, back in May, 
Uh, it's an IT network engineer position for a company. It's a healthcare company based out of um, Boston. And started working remote for them. It's the first remote job I've had, and working remote has been awesome. I, can, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, but with working remote, um, obviously, you know, I'm not tied to one specific location for, you know, in terms of like going to an office and having to, to be tied down somewhere necessarily. So um, I took that, uh, I took advantage of that and um, talked to my HR department was like, hey, like, am I good to move somewhere? And they're like, yeah, go ahead. Um, so I had been looking at um, the idea of moving to Arizona for a while. It's, it's something that's kind of been on my radar and something I've kind of fringely made attempts at doing over time and uh, hasn't really worked out. But I figured uh, now was the time. And so I kind of made got a plan together, figured some some things out in terms of like housing options and stuff and uh, and did it. So I'm uh, I'm living out here in, in Phoenix, and it's been awesome. Um, I got here right at the end of July, um, so I've been here now a little over a month, uh, coming up on a month and a half almost, which is kind of crazy. Um, and it's been awesome. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I love just, I mean, I used to vacation here in, in Phoenix growing up as a kid uh, pretty regularly, actually. Um, this is kind of my family's favorite vacation destination, so... Super familiar with the area. Um, been coming out here for you know twenty years, give plus or minus, give or take. Um, super familiar with the area. Really love the climate. I love all of the outdoor activities that you can do here. Um, not so much in the summer because it's still really hot outside. But um, once fall, winter comes around, um, that's going to be it's going to be awesome for hiking, for playing golf, um, for you know getting out on the water, just things like that. It'll be, it'll be really cool. So, um, tried to get adjusted to being here. Um, found a gym, started making some friends. Um, really it's kind of been status quo otherwise. I mean, just working from home. Um, and you know, just trying to, to do the things and immerse myself in the culture. And I was talking to my boss about it. Um, he asked me how everything went and, and he was talking about how uh, his brother moved somewhere in, I think it was Michigan. Um, but he's just like staying a hermit in his apartment, just like not doing anything, like not being social, not going out and enjoying the scenes and the sights and everything that it has to offer. And I was like, eh, I don't really want to do that. Like, I mean, I moved here for a purpose. And so I'm trying to immerse myself in all there is to do here in Phoenix, which is quite a bit, in fact. Um, and I'm sure it'll become more, um, once the weather starts to cool off a little bit and, and, you know, we get to fall winter time frame. So, um, that's kind of been the big news. Um, I haven't really been, I wouldn't say in the headspace to do a podcast, but, um, just trying to get settled in. Um, I, I actually don't have a studio set up. I'm using my, if you guys are watching on, uh, on my Instagram, um, I'm sitting at my desk that I usually work at, which is less than ideal, but, um, we'll, uh, we'll figure out an alternative at some point, but it's good to be back on the podcast. It's good to be back with you guys. Um, and that's kind of been, uh, what I've been up to lately. Um, you know, just otherwise it's kind of been the same thing. Um, still training hard in the gym, making great progress and strides in my physique, um, that I might do an episode on, you know, later on. Um, but yeah, wanted to, uh, 
want to jump on. Um, and uh, I hope that everybody is doing well out there and that you guys had a good summer. We're, we're now into September. Um, so, you know, school's back in session and things are kind of winding down, starting to get into fall. Um, and so, you know, football season, actually, I'm recording this on Thursday night when um, the Chiefs and the Lions kick off the season. So football's back and uh, and that's that's great. So glad to be back here with you guys. Um, so topic for today that I wanted to uh, discuss is how to deal with um, rejection. Like how do you overcome being rejected by something or somebody? Um, and I want to start this off by talking about how, generally speaking, um, rejection elicits feelings of negativity, right? I, I don't know many people or really anybody who um, gets excited or happy about being rejected. Usually, um, most people tend to think of this more as a negative kind of thing. Now, you can put a positive spin on it and you can, um, you know, take some positive, you can look at the positives from the situation and go forward with that, which is great. And we'll kind of get into that in a little while. But on the whole, rejection by either a person or an entity um, is usually not a fun um, process to go through. And I think the two biggest um, rejection points that come to mind initially, um, I know for me and and probably for most people, are um, romantic relationships and um, jobs or careers. But there's also other forms of rejection as well um, that are are kind of lesser thought of, but I think still relevant. Um, You could be rejected from a housing application. Um, Let's say you put an offer in on a house to buy it and um, somebody outbid you or the sellers decided to take the house off the market for whatever reason. Um, that's a form of rejection. Um, if you're you know, in high school and getting ready for college, college application rejections are, are a big thing. And I remember, I remember that from you know, when I was younger and, and doing that process. Um, that's, that's, that's a big thing. Um, rejection from friend groups or from social events. Um, that is also, you know, one avenue of rejection. So there's all different kinds of rejection out there. Um, and, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard to go through being rejected by anything or anybody, right? Because instantly, you know, we, we it's this negative feeling of, oh, I must not be good enough. Or, oh, I must have done something wrong to cause this to happen. And I think that's pretty common uh, for us to to kind of jump to that conclusion and, and, and make that assumption. But I would say that to use caution when doing that, because it's probably not entirely accurate um, some of the time or most of the time. Um, so I want to start off with um, talking about, uh, I did a little bit of research on this, and I found a psychologist, actually she's a psychotherapist, by the name of Lori Gottlieb, and she wrote a book called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. And her um, commentary on rejection is this. Um, She says, Our need for connection traces back to ancient history when humans relied on being in groups to survive. 
She goes on to say, when somebody rejects us, there's a very primal piece to it, which is that it goes against everything that we feel we need for survival. So, so think about that for a second. So, you know, it's 2023. Um, we are long past the days of, of um, cavemen and, you know, things like that. But even back then, they felt this, this longing and yearning to be connected to somebody or something, right? Some group um, some person, some entity, and and they struggled with this. So it's 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 not like this is a new thing, right? So we've we as a species have been have been dealing with this and and trying to cope with this for a long time. And um, you know it's 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 hard. It's a hard thing to go through. I think at some point we're all going to go through it. It's just kind of one of those facts of life that it's just something that's going to happen. Um, at some point it might happen at multiple points. Um, but I, I've got some strategies or just some, some things to consider um, when these things happen to maybe not necessarily like lessen the the pain from it, but at least kind of give some direction as to where you go or what you do after um, something like this happens. So the first point I have is to acknowledge the pain and then grieve the loss. So acknowledge what you're feeling. I, I do a terrible job of this. Um, I'm, I'm not a, I, I'm a very suppressive person, which I know is, is not healthy. That's, <laughs> it's not at all. Um, but acknowledging how you're feeling and, you know, whether that's journaling it, whether that's talking to somebody, whether that's, um, you know, through music. I mean, wh- however you feel like you're best able to express your emotions in a, in a healthy way, not in like a destructive way, um, acknowledge them. Like indicate, okay, I'm feeling this way. Like I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling anxious. You know, whatever your feelings are and generally, you know, they're probably going to be more on the, on the negative side um, generally. And then grieve the loss. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with, but there's a, uh, the, the cycle of grieving. There's the five stages of grieving. Um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross was a psychologist from the 1960s, and she came up with this model, this five-stage model of grief. And this applies to any kind of grief that you go through in life. Just There's a lot of different grief and this model can be applied to really any of that. So the five stages that she has defined are um, first being denial, then anger, then bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Now these can happen in any order. Um, they don't they don't go sequentially, or they they might go sequentially, but they don't have to go sequentially. Um, and you can spend you know an unlimited amount of time in one area over another. So. Just because you are in denial for, you know, a long time doesn't mean that you'll be in anger for, you know, that long of a time. So it's all individualized. It's all based on situation. It's all based on each individual person. And there's no right or wrong way to grieve. Um, it just it just is part of the process. So acknowledging how you're feeling and, and grieving that loss, whether it's the loss of a person whether it's the loss of a job, um, whether it's the you know the loss of not getting into the school that you wanted to get into, whatever that grief is, whatever that loss is, um, really take time to uh, acknowledge that it happened, 
um, and then, you know, take the time necessary to to grieve that. Um, don't uh, don't push it under the rug. Don't make it you know seem like it's not a big deal when it really is. Because down the line, you know, if you continue to sweep things under the rug and and pretend they're not an issue and just kind of continue on with life, eventually it's going to catch up with you. And um, you know, it's it's not going to be something you want to deal with when you have. 10 different things to deal with. You'd, you'd rather deal with them all individually one at a time rather than all at once. So the next point I'd like to make is um, don't blame yourself. It's easy to get in this mindset of, oh, it's my fault or it must be my fault. Especially when sometimes or oftentimes when we get rejected, we don't know why. Nobody tells us why. Nobody sits us down and says, well, these are the reasons why this decision was made. And usually it just comes with, hey, this isn't going to work. Um, sorry. And that's that's about it. And and we're left with all these questions. We're left with all these unknowns. Um, and we're kind of left in the dark. And so it's easy to jump to conclusion that, oh, it must be my fault. It must be something I did. Uh, it must be something I said. And... That's not always the case. Um, I think it's easier to jump to the to the negative side or to the to the worst case scenario rather than trying to see all options that are on the table. And one reason it's easy to blame yourself is because when you get rejected, um, you tend to feel inadequate. You tend to feel like you're not good enough. You tend to feel like you don't match up to somebody's criteria or somebody's um somebody's opinion of you um is is not um obviously favorable and and that hurts you know that that hurts it's it's kind of human nature i think to want to feel accepted to want to feel like you fit in to want to feel like you belong somewhere to something um and when you don't it uh, it comes as kind of a shock and and i think instantaneously you're like you're like, dang, like, what did I do wrong? Like, where did I go wrong? What's, what, uh, what happened? Like, what did I do to cause this? And it might not always be the case that it was you, you know, some of the time it might be, might have been you or something that, you know, happened as a result. But, um, I think you need to also consider the fact that there's also other factors at play. And especially if, um, you know, obviously when it comes to any kind of rejection. There's always another side of the coin, right? There's you and then there's whoever's doing the rejecting, if it's an organization or if it's a person or whatever. Um, you also have to consider that, you know, the other side of it is that sometimes it just doesn't work out from their end, you know, and it's easy to kind of get lost in this, oh, I'm, I'm at fault mindset. But at the same time, you never know what's going on on, on that side. Um, you know, it could be something that they're dealing with, or it could be um, a conflict that they're having on their side, or it could be anxiety on their side, or whatever it might be. Um, and it's it, it's hard because you just you typically don't know the answer to that, and so you're left wondering, and all these mysterious thoughts go through your mind about you know what if or what 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 happened. So um, try to not jump to the conclusion right away that it was something you did, um, or it was something that was your fault. Next is focus on what you can control. Um, and I think this goes very well in line with uh, the last episode I did, episode 19, when I talked about um, 
controlling the things that you can control and trying your best to let go of what you can't control. Um, and I think the same principle applies here. Um, analyze what went wrong or try your best to analyze what went wrong and take some necessary steps to correct it. So, you know, analyze, okay, what, what happened? Like, what was the root of this issue? What was the root of why this happened? And then if you're able to come up with something, or if you're able to at least get on track with what it might've been, take some action items from there, take some, take some steps and say, okay, well, these are the areas that, that I need to improve on. These are the things that I need to do to improve. This is what needs to happen as a result. So that this doesn't happen again. And, and take it as a learning experience. Um, there's always, you can always learn something from any situation, whether the situation is positive or negative, there's always something to learn if you allow yourself um, the clarity to do so. In addition to analyzing, I think if you focus on positive activities um, that help progress you forward, um, not negative self-destructive activities, but positive activities that help progress you forward and help, you know, get you, you know, positive mindset gets you um, doing things that are productive and will help you, you know, advance more towards your goals and the person that you want to be. I think that's a great implementation um, once you get past the acknowledging of the pain and grieving of the loss. You know, once you find yourself in a position where you're able to, you know, kind of accept what happened and take some action items and, and move on as a result, immersing yourself in positive activity is, is a great, um, you know, strategy to help kind of overcome the um, the sadness and the and the loss that comes with with something like this. So positive activities, uh, obviously working out, um, you know, being social, going out to social events, um, going out and doing, um, you know, fun activities outdoors, um, you know, immersing yourself in um, culture, whatever that looks like for you, whatever the, the positive, you know, activities look like in your life. Um, I think it's really beneficial to do that in order to just kind of one, to move forward or to help move forward, but two, just to, you know, kind of get you out of a, out of a funk, right? It seems like every time we, you know, we go through one of these situations, we're kind of in a funk for a little while, right? We're just kind of down on ourselves and kind of like, dang, like this really stinks, you know? It's so, um, doing those kinds of activities will help kind of bring the life back to you and, and, and kind of get you out of that, um, that negative headspace. And final point that I want to make is continue to put yourself out there as, as painful as it is. And as much as it sucks and as, you know, time consuming as it is, you know, you, you, you have to continue to push forward. You have to continue to put yourself out there. Um, eventually something's going to, something good's going to happen. Eventually. It's just, it's a matter of time. Um, you know, when that happens is really individualized and up to the situation. But I think it's, it's worse. You're worse off if you shut down completely and just decide, you know what, I'm just never trying this again. Um, this didn't work out. So I'm just not wasting my time. Um, personally, I think that would be more self-destructive then it would be productive. Um, it might lead to anxiety, depression. Um, you know, it, it would kind of snowball how you're feeling in the moment. And so I don't think that would be a, a 
beneficial, productive um, use of, of your time. I think, you know, as difficult as it is, and as much as it's, you know, painful to do, just continuing to put yourself out there um, is, is kind of, you know, what will get you ultimately to where you want to go. And I kind of have a quick um, story regarding that. So I didn't advertise this much. Actually, I didn't advertise this at all. Um, but if you guys have been listening to the show for a little while, you'll remember that last, last October, um, I passed a really difficult, um, IT networking certification exam and grateful for that. It was fantastic. It was awesome. Um, and soon after that, and when I say soon, I mean like a month, um, I had, um, put an application in, uh, for a company actually here in Phoenix, um, a very well-known, prominent defense contractor, and I was—I landed an interview somehow. Don't know, still don't know how, but landed an interview. So, um, came out here to Arizona in December of last year and interviewed with this company, um, and I got absolutely rolled in this interview. Like, I mean, I, you know. Looking back on it, I wasn't ready at the time to be interviewing for positions like that. Um, I just thought, well, I've you know I've demonstrated that I can take this test and I'm good at taking tests, so you know hire me. And that's it's not really the angle that they were looking for. So I just I completely bombed the interview, um, failed almost every question they asked me, which some of them I should have answered correctly, but I think I was just too like emotionally just down at the, at that point because I was like, Oh, this isn't going to work. So ultimately it didn't work. Um, but I didn't allow it to derail me from, you know, future applications that I wanted to put out. I, I knew in the back of my mind that, you know, one day something was going to work out. Um, but I also was realistic and was like, dude, you need to like work and get more practical experience on the job first before you can, start doing these things. Right. So I took something positive away from it. Um, and that was, you know, the fact that I, I needed more time in the job. I, I, you know, it wasn't enough for me to just pass this test and say, Oh, Hey, I've got this piece of paper and, and now, you know, hire me. It, it didn't, it didn't work that way. So, um, what I did was I went back to my, at the time, my current company, I just worked my ass off for the, the next, four or five months, um, tried to learn everything I could and, and gather as much knowledge as I was able to immerse myself in every, you know, facet of technology that I could. And when I felt like I was ready, I put myself back out in the job market and, you know, lo and behold, um, I landed this, this current job that I have now. So all that's to say, don't give up on things that you want, you know, whether it's a relationship that doesn't work out whether it's a job that doesn't work out, whether it's a house that doesn't work out, whether you're, you know, scrambling to get into college and, and, you know, you got waitlisted for the university that you really wanted to go to, whatever that, whatever it looks like, don't give up on things that you want just because you get rejected once. You might get rejected more than once. Um, I've been rejected plenty, but I think it's important to just continue to keep pushing forward, continue to stay resilient, continue to just learn from situations, improve from them, and continue to put your best foot forward, um, and you will get to where you want to go. So that's kind of my commentary on um, how to deal with rejection, how to overcome rejection, 
Um, and it's just something that's kind of been on my mind recently that I wanted to, um, wanted to share with you guys. And, uh, and it's also just, you know, good to be back on the podcast. So, um, with that, um, if you guys like the episode today, uh, if it brought you some value, if you learned something, gained a new perspective, uh, please share the show. Um, if you guys have been listening to me now, you know that this is just something I like to do. I like to try to motivate and inspire and, and, and help other people just, become better and and really bring out the best versions of themselves. Um, and so if you think somebody would benefit from hearing this, uh, please share it with them. Uh, also, if you would be so kind um, to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts for me, I would be extremely grateful. Um, and I just really enjoy doing this. Um, and I know I've got a pretty big um, you know listener base out in Houston. And so um, I'd like to kind of grow it out here in Phoenix and in Arizona. Um, so if there's anybody out here listening, I appreciate you guys. Um, and let me know if there's any topics that you guys would be interested in me covering. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, I did a story yesterday where I kind of talked about how, um, you know, I'd like to get more content out on Instagram because I've really been slacking in that area over the last probably year or so. Um, and so I, I put out some bullet points of just some different ideas of topics that, that people might be interested in. And I've got some feedback. So, um, if there's any topics that you guys would be interested in me covering, uh, go ahead and send me a message on Instagram, uh, leave me a comment, um, would be happy to, uh, get some content out that you guys would be interested in hearing. So, uh, with that, that does it for episode 20 of the set the bar podcast. I'll see y'all next time.